0: Chapter 21 The Slitherer Ailsa stares at Lacoze. Do we really have to go down there? Yepers? How deep is it? I shrug, I don't know. Deep? And we're going down that rusty chain into a bottomless cavern. I hear our hunters getting closer as they comb the orchard, their flashlight beams sweeping this way and that. I'll go first, I say. LaCose winks. Bravo. I walk to the edge of the hole, turn my back to it, and lower myself with my upper body, catching the chain with my legs until I get something like a firm grip. Hurry, Leco says, looking back into the chalice garden. Our faceless friends are nearly here. I get my hands on the rough chain and wish I had gloves, but they're long gone now. I lower myself into the darkness. How far down does it go? Ailsa says. Hurry the fuck up, Leco says quickly. We've got seconds. I dangle in space and it feels big. I can't see anything, but I just get the sense I'm in a large cavern. Away below me, I hear water. I lower myself hand over hand, going as fast as I can. Not fast enough for Lacose, who's muttering down at me. The chain shakes. Ailsa's now hanging on above me. I guess she couldn't wait. I go faster. I'm a bit lower down when I feel Lacose get onto the chain. Thick as it is, there's no way an old chain like this is going to bear all our weight. And it doesn't. I hear a crack of metal and I fall like a stone. It's so dark I have no idea how far or fast I'm falling that I plunge into cold water. I go under and think I'm drowning but then my head breaks the surface again and I cough and splutter for air. Ailsen Lacose splash down near me. Lecoze's flashlight has gone out. A current drives me forward taking me who knows where. It's strong and it threatens to bowl me over and take me down again so I struggle to keep my head above water. In this dark, I could strike my head on a rock, and either that would kill me, or I would drown. I don't want to be one of the cold ones. I try switching on my clairsentience to see if anything down here will give off a glow. And the water is full of red ribbons. There are fish in the water, or maybe something older and more wicked than fish. I feel them soft and slippery against my leg and my stomach heaves. I try to pull away, but the current drives me forward. I sense the roof coming lower so I duck under the water then I'm in a tunnel with no air at the top I put my hand up to touch the rock I'm still moving forward The slimy things are flocking round me now I feel them going up my trouser leg and through the gaps between the buttons of my shirt they're disgusting Then I see I'm taking damage Blood leech sucks you for -3 health Blood leech sucks you for -3 health Blood leech sucks you for -2 health and so on I can't breathe. I'm going to die down here. They're sucking at me with soft mouths. My shirt comes open and twists in the water. They bite and suck so many of them. I take more damage, lots more. I scream. I'm down to 75 out of 400 health. I tumble head over heels in the water, then run aground on a shingle beach. I struggle out of the water and I'm on dry land, but the things are still sucking at me. There's a phosphorescent slime on the walls of the cave. It gives only the faintest light, but in this place, it's enough to see the pulsing bodies of the worm-like things sucking at my chest and belly. They're leeches, huge, fat leeches, but they're translucent, and I can see my blood flooding into them with each suck of their mouthparts. I stand shrieking, batting them off me. lucose and Ailsa stumble out of the water onto the beach. They too are covered in the blood-sucking invertebrates. Blood streams from us where the anticoagulant enzymes of the leeches' mouths thin our blood. Lacose reaches into his inventory and with curses ignites a distressed flare. Intense white light explodes from the stick in his hand and fire shoots three or four inches from the tube. I close my eyes against the brilliance. The silhouette of Lacose and the flare is burned into my retinas. With my hand covering my eyes, I stagger back. I'm blinded, but I see my HUD ticking up XP. The leeches have been destroyed by the light. I get no XP from the dead leeches, though I guess Lacose does. Interestingly, I suffer no sanity loss from them either. I guess I'm just used to such levels of horror now, and it'll take worse things from now on to knock my sanity down. If that's true, it's very welcome. That's for the future. Now, madness is seeping into my ears. Lacose's flare is guttering out. I look around before the light goes. The shingle we stand on has gleaming gems among the blues and greys of normal stone. Everything's red. The water's red. The stalactites and stalagmites are encrusted in red. I have the stupid idea our blood has turned everything red. I stagger back against the wall, head banging. Azathoth mutters about stars and silences. You okay, Adam? Ailes says right up in my face, concerned and kind. I want to scream. I've only got 13 fucking sanity. Do you think I'm all right? But I force a smile. Just the sanity. How are you doing? So-so, she shakes her head. I think you're suffering more because you took the soma. Your body needs it. Tell me something I don't know. I say to Lacose, how come your flare worked? You're soaked. It was in my inventory, so it didn't get wet. This isn't the real world, Adam. Tell me something I don't know. Lacose has discarded the flare and it gutters out on the shingle beach. Gems gleam in its light. Ailsa bends down and picks some up. I'm sure these are diamonds, she picks up some more. Emeralds and rubies, too. She puts them in her inventory with a grin. If we survive, we'll be rich. I've got an electric torch and I take it out and swing it round the cavern. The red water streams pass behind us, diving into another tunnel with a chaotic roar. It would be suicide to try and swim out. We could get stuck under water so easily. I walk to the end of the beach and search the rock for a way out. Behind me, Lacose is doing the same. Finally, he shouts, There's a fissure here in the cave wall. We should be able to squeeze through. He's right. It's about two feet wide, but gets wider further on, as far as I can tell. I ask, does your electric torch work still? No, it was in my hand when I went into the water. It's somewhere at the bottom of the pool. I wave mine and shine it into the hole. Ailsa peers into the fissure. I don't fancy going in there. I don't want to get stuck, especially in the dark. The coze gestures to the roaring torrent behind us. Either that or swim down river. She looks at where the red stream gurgles and shudders. No. I step in front of the fissure. I'll go first. I turn sideways to squeeze in. I almost get stuck, but drag myself through and send the buttons on my jacket exploding in a cascade. I can always get a new jacket. I pull my leg through and move sideways, my face turned. The rock walls close in, pressing me tight. Ailsa's right. We could get wedged here. I press forward, and from behind, Elsa shouts, ''Okay to come in!'' ''It's really tight.'' My face is away from her, and I can't turn my head. I yell back, ''Wait!'' ''What? I I can't hear you!'' Louder, I yell, ''Wait, Elsa! Just a minute!'' And when I think I'm jammed, the walls open up and I burst forward. I can even turn sideways here. I glance back down the fissure. ''It gets narrow, but you can come through!'' ''She's more slender than me. She should be okay.'' I back off to give her space. When she gets through, she's panicking with claustrophobia. She clings to me for comfort, then, after a minute, she's fine. The coast comes shortly afterwards. I was cursing all those game ice creams then, he says, and laughs. And chips, Ailsa says. They're laughing now, but the way could get narrower ahead. If we get to a place we can't squeeze through, we'll have to come back and try our luck in the underground river. I say nothing, but the whispering in my ear is becoming unbearable. The nonsense babble has a demonic rhythm that mocks my heartbeat. I try not to think of it. I shine my torture head. We're not on shingle anymore. I notice mud underfoot, red mud. It's just over the soles of my shoes. The fissure stays comfortably wide for a while, and the mud we're walking through betrays no sign anyone else has been this way since the beginning of time. The mud gets deep. Soon it's coming over my shoes and sucking them down with each step. Ailsa squelches through it. This stuff's disgusting. It's like it's mixed with blood. Then a cool breeze flutters across my face. We've entered a cavern. My torch is faint now. The batteries must be poor quality to dim so quickly. I don't suppose you have another flare, I ask Likos. Yep, cover your eyes. Both Ailsa and I put our hands over our eyes as the intense light explodes around us. Even through my closed lids, it's brighter than the sun. Wails of unseen light-hating creatures echo round the cavern and I open my eyes, shielding with my hand to see them. I'm careful not to look towards the coves. The creatures have fled like huge cockroaches seeking corners to hide. The cavern we're now in is the size of a cathedral. Huge rock stalactites hang down, crusted in red mineral. In the far wall is a vein of the same red mineral. It looks like cinnabar from my alchemical knowledge. But if it is ordinary cinnabar, mercury sulfide, then it's infused with some arcane power beyond any normal chemical. I switch on clairsentience and see it glows black, not red as I expected, or even white, but black. The clairvoyant teacher in Hamster told me certain things glow black, but didn't explain what. Now I guess that black indicates material infused with the power of the old ones. But there's not just black in here. Red shapes move in the corners of my vision. I whisper, there are creatures here hiding from the light. When the flare dies, get ready, in case they come for us. Lacose peers forward. There are track marks on the mud. They've been running across it. The mud looks all chewed up and threshed about somehow. Lacose takes out his shotgun. My hands go to my pistols. Ailsa points across to the vein of deep red crystal. Let's take the red powder and get out. Get out, Lacose says. She points back to the fissure, back the way we came. We dive in the stream, we can take our chances. The water has to come up somewhere, after a mile or six, maybe. Then what? Look around here, check this cavern. Ailsa shakes her head. Let's just do it. She runs towards the red powder. Both of us scream at her to stop, but she plunges suddenly chest deep into the viscous red mud. She flounders, her arms flapping, but her desperate movements only serve to suck her deeper down. The cosy's flare dies, and they come for us. I have my clairsentients on and see them undulating across the mud, more centipedes and cockroaches. In the combined illumination of my dying torch and my clairsentient vision, I see their blood red about ten feet long, countless legs writhe by their sinuous bodies. As I watch, their heads burst open like seed pods, and countless tiny young pour out. It's like someone sticks a burning knife into my brain. I scream. You observe something horrific, minus ten sanity. Lacose fires his shotgun blasting one. I'm still screaming. Get a fucking grip, Adam. Okay. I reach into my inventory and with shaking hands glug down a health potion. That restores me to 261 health. I fire at a centipede, wounding it so its glowing yellow blood stains the red mud. I swig the other health potion, taking me up to three one one. Then I'm out of health potions. Azathoth's voice is screaming in my head now. Tendrils of death flap across my vision like dried flowers blowing from a grave. I try to focus and fire at the centipedes. Unlike us, they can run across the mud surface without sinking in. A centipede squirms across the Ailsa who stands shoulder deep in the mud. She flails with her arms at the red thing, but it fastens onto her and I see its pincers attach themselves to each side of her face. Where the pincers open wounds in her face, the centipede young swarm in. I blaze away with both guns shooting chunks out of the mother centipede and causing it to give off a noise like gas escaping from a valve. Then it rolls over, twitching. Ailsa looks at me despairingly, slapping frantically at the insects milling round the holes in her head. She can't free herself from the mud. Lecoze blows centipedes apart with his shotgun. The remaining adult centipedes hold back, some instinct for self-preservation making them weary. We need to get Ailsa, Lecoze shouts. He goes forward, carefully getting as close as he can without going into the deep mud, then throws his jacket at her. He holds one arm while she grabs for the other. She's bleeding. I cast a healing spell, then another. The silver glow seems to do some good. The centipedes still hold back. Try another flare, Lecoze nods. I cover my eyes and the intense illumination again fills the cavern. The adult centipedes scuttle back to their holes. Elsa drags herself out of the mud and crawls on Lukose's jacket towards us. I look over at the deposit of red powder. It's unreachable. What's that? Lukose says. Elsa snaps her head round. I stare where he points. The mud is heaving like it's about to belch. What the fuck is that? he says. Elsa's on her hands and knees coming out of the mud. The centipede young have buried themselves in her. The mud heaves again. Something is coming up. I yank at Ailsa and the three of us fall back. Then six huge, suckered tentacles burst out of the mud and begin to feel their way towards us. They run like hands over the mud, faster than the centipedes. Something vile pulls itself up from the depths. I don't want to see it. I can't risk my sanity, so I turn away. Ailsa screams and I hear the mutter. Oh, my sweet lord. I know I need to get the red powder, I run, still not daring to see what's coming. I run and dive, landing on my belly in the soft mud. The thing is to my side and a huge heave shakes the mud as its monstrous bloated body emerges. I'm on its rubbery tentacle. Ailsa screams and screams. From her voice I know she's gone insane. The tentacle throws me towards the red crystal and I crawl forward sinking down into the mud but I get momentum because I'm on my belly and I don't sink as fast. I claw and pull and somehow throw myself forward. But I'm going down. I hear disgusting sucking noises behind me. I can't afford to sink. I can't afford to look. I pull and drag. Then my hands sink to the elbows but I find firmer ground. The rock of the cave underlies the mud like a shelf. My knees are on the rock and I manage to pull myself up onto my feet. I've left my friends to their fate but what could I do? I need to get the red powder so I can save Miranda. I pull at the red powder, breaking clumps of it off. It fizzes in my hand. I enter it into my inventory. Then I get HUD messages. You have completed the quest of the red powder. 3000 XP. Level up. Congratulations. You are now level 5. I've got a lot of it. Now I have the red powder in my inventory. I can help. I turn. The isn't there. Ailsa lies on the ground. But she is in pieces. Her head and limbs are separate from her torso. Her legs twitch spasmodically. The tentacle has opened her chest and is drinking in her guts. I look up and see it. You observe something mind-blowingly horrific. Minus fifty sanity. All goes black.